First Kings chapter 19. אני רוצה לדבר אליכם בלעמוד בסערה המתקרבת. Let me say it again. שוב פעם. Standing in the coming storm. לעמוד בסערה הקרבה. Let's pray. בואו נתפלל. Father, we thank you for your word. אבא, אנו מודים לך עבור דברך. We thank you how you speak to your children. אנו מודים לך עבור הדרך שאתה מדבר אל בניך. We thank you how. Your word stands forever. We thank you for your great love for us. We thank you that you released Yeshua to come and die for us. We thank you that he came to save the world. Lord, would you speak to us through your word, through your son, and by the power of your Holy Spirit. We pray this prayer to you, Abba, in Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen. 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 11. Elijah had come to a cave down in the desert on the, the Mount, Mount Sinai. The Lord was in the cave with him and they were having a dialogue. And in verse 11, the Lord says to him, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, and behold, the Lord passed by, and a great strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces, before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake, and after the earthquake a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire a still small voice. <laughs> לא ברוח אדוני, ואחר הרוח רעש, לא ברעש אדוני, ואחר הרעש אש, ולא באש אדוני, ואחר האש קול דממה דקה. כשאליהו עמד בפתח המערה, הוא ראה את כל ההתגלות הזאת הנוראית של המשפט הצודק של אלוהים. אנחנו כולנו יודעים את הסיפור. אני כתבתי פרק שלם בספר שלי על הנושא הזה. אבל יש דבר שאנחנו כאן מפספסים. מה שבעצם קרה, הייתה שבירת סלעים וצוקים גדולה שעפו באוויר והם נופצו לרסיסים. גם מבצרים גדולים שנפלו ונפלו ארצה. כל ההר רעד ורעש. Now some of you may have been here when the first scud hit Haifa and you know that the mountain shook. But this is more awesome and terrible than that. There are huge stones flying back and forth. The, the, the land that he stood on, the mountain that he stood on was shaking beneath his feet. Then after the earthquake a fire came, a terrifying 
all-consuming fire. And Elijah was witnessing all this. And the Lord had told him to come to the mouth of the cave because I want you to see all of this. Not only did he see it, he experienced it. I don't believe this was a vision. I believe this was actual manifestations of the glory and power of God. And here is this man standing in the midst of this coming storm. He must have been terrified. Who had ever seen such a thing? He was on Sinai, where God had come down in glorious power, where the people were terrified to go up, where God had made covenant with his people Israel, where Moses had splashed blood over all the people and said, this is the covenant. This is the place where Elijah was. And the Hebrew says he went into the cave. And many scholars believed it was the same place where Moses was tucked into the cleft of the rock when the glory of God went by. The Lord took Elijah to the cave. Elijah was going through terrible problems. He was personally de depressed. He was discouraged. The, the fire had come down on the mountain and most of the people had gone back to life as usual. A cave. The word in Hebrew. It means a place of transparency. A place where you're alone with God. A place where you're stripped down. That there's that you are vulnerable before God and you want to be. And God in his love and graciousness comes and speaks to his prophet. This is such a picture of our day. Israel was ringed around by enemies that wanted to destroy them in the days of Elijah. We are ringed around by enemies who want to destroy us in our day. And they have the capability of doing it much faster than in the days of Elijah. But God says to his man, come into this cave. Pour it out to me. Pour your heart out to me. I want to hear your heart. I want to hear everything on your heart. And then I'm going to speak to you. I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to give you new directions. Not only that, I'm going to give you a national anointing. I'm going to give you a mandate for your nation. And as Elijah stood there in the mouth of the cave watching all of this. All through the Bible, these manifestations represent the righteous judgments of God. Read Psalm 18. Read the book of Revelation. Elijah was experiencing some of this. But he was safe. Because he was in the cave. Because he was in relationship with the Lord. And no matter what came his way, he was tied to the Lord in love. And he was standing in the midst of the coming storm. Sinai is the mountain of revelation. It's the mountain of being in the cleft of the rock. So he's, he heard a still whispering 
After all the manifestations, imagine this scene. All these horrible things are the rocks are flying around, there's fire. And the man of God stands there seeing it. And as everything quiets down, the mountain stops shaking. There's silence. It's a holy hush. He hears a calm, still, delicate whisper. The Lord whispers to him. Listen to me. Whatever storm you're going through, whatever trials you're going through, whatever pain you're going through, whatever hurt you're going through, when you will get in that secret place with the Lord, when you will get into your own cave in your home or wherever, and you will wait on the Lord, He will whisper to you. But if you're all caught up in anxiety, if you're worried about everything, pour it out to him. Get rid of it. Give it to him. But then, wait. Listen. And the Lord whispered to his prophet. God wants to whisper to you. But if there's a lot of noise going on, you won't hear the whisper. A very wise leader told me many years ago, if you're talking, you can't hear anybody. So pour everything out to the Lord. And then, check it. There was a still quiet where everything had changed around that mountain these rocks had flown all over the place and look what happened so it was when Elijah heard it he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave and suddenly a voice came to him and said what are you doing here פסוק שלוש עשרה, ויהי כשמע אליהו והעלת פניו בהדרתו, ויצא ויעמוד פתח המערה, והנה אליו קול ויאמר, מה לך פה אליהו? הוא לקח את האדרת שלו, והוא עטף את פניו בה. אדרת אליהו זה בא מהשורש כבוד, זה המקום שאנחנו מחלקים בו בגדים, הוא היה עטוב בכבוד אלוהים, וכשהוא כיסה את פניו, למה הוא כיסה זאת? אתם יודעים שבנוכחות של המושיע המפואר שלנו, הסרפים שהם מלאכי האש, הם מכסים את פניהם על ידי הכנפיים שלהם, בגלל שישוע הוא נורא, והוא מכובד, מפואר. אי אפשר לעמוד בכבוד של ישוע, זה יותר מדי. הוא שמע את wrapped and covered his face in the glory of God and the Lord in his wonderful kind compassion says Joseph David I want to tell you something hallelujah Now isn't that wonderful? The God that created the universe, that spoke the universe, like that, says, Pam, Pam, I want to talk to you. And she'll listen, I know. Whatever you're going through, if you will then get into that quiet place with the Lord, He'll whisper to you. You'll know it's Him. We're going away. And... Uh, Our nation is ringed around with enemies. You know that. They're all over the place. 
Hezbollah now has 40,000 rockets and missiles. 40,000. Hezbollah has 40,000 tilims connected to Israel. They're 20 miles from Haifa. They're 20 miles from Haifa. I mean, there are enemies out there. There are enemies out there. There are enemies out there. Rambam Hospital. They're digging a huge excavation underneath Israel. The hospital. הם חופרים חפירות מתחת לבית החולים. It's one of the most famous hospitals in the Middle East. You know, Muslim doctors come there and get trained. זה אחד מהבתי חולים המפורסמים ביותר במזרח התיכון. אפילו רופאים מוסלמים באים ללמוד שם. From other nations. מאומות אחרות. It's a great hospital. זה בית חולים גדול. They're digging a huge parking lot underneath the hospital. הם חופרים מגרש חניה מתחת לבית החולים. for 3000 cars. שיספיק ל-3000 רכבים. It'll solve the terrible parking problem down there. וזה יפתור את בעיית החניה שם. But the ingenuity of the engineers and the architects. אבל הטכניקה שהם משתמשים בה כל המהנדסים והארכיטקטים ואלה שנוטעים את הדבר הזה. In case of a war במקרה של מלחמה, מגרש החניה הזה שהסתיים בלילה אחד, זה יהפוך לבית חולים חירום שיספיק לאלפיים חולים. והם אומרים שזה מוגן מטילים בגלל שהוא מתחת לקרקע. The enemy wants to destroy Israel. You know that. And God is looking at His people. Elohim mebitel amor. He says, "I want to teach you and show you how to stand in the midst of the storm." Elijah is our great example. Eliyahu adugma mitzuyenet shelanu. The Lord says, "Go and find Elisha." Elohim amalo lech vechapeset Elisha. Here's his address. He lives at Avel Mehola. Which means I turn your morning into dancing. Hallelujah. So he goes and finds Elisha. And what do they do? He disciples Elisha. And there's a revival. And thousands of Israelis come to the Lord. They got schools of prophets everywhere. Whole communities of people. How did it happen? A man stood in the storm and poured his heart out to God and God heard his heart and said, this is what I want you to do. It's the way to stand in the storm. What, maybe you're going through a storm in your family. Maybe some of you are still battling with drugs or alcohol. Get a hold of God. Spend time with Him. Get alone with Him. And ask Him to speak to you. Now, because I'm going away, I've asked the Lord, You need to speak to me. I've been doing it for a couple of days. Now, three years ago, 2006, I was supposed to go to the States in July. The Lord told me to stay here. Karen went to the States. What happened? Hezbollah attack. That's what happened. But the Lord had told me to stay here. We had to get the guys from Beit Nitzchon out of their house of victory and bring them up to Beit Yedidia. We had to get the Lebanese that you lead up in Nahari and get them out of there. But we had meetings here. When the air raid siren went off, Reed and all the, all the people working here, and the, the Sudanese were running into the bomb shelter here. But the Lord was pre had prepared us for these things. We have a little booklet about all of this. If you didn't get one, we'll, we'll, we'll have them available to you next week. What to do in your own home. I, I noticed recently the crackers that I have stored, they're not any good anymore. I had to throw them away. But what I'm talking to you about is your spiritual life. In the midst of the storm, whatever it is now, 
השערה מה שקורה עכשיו. God will show you how to stand. אלוהים יראה לכם איך לעמוד. So as I hear all these terrible things about how close Iran is to nuclear weapons and all the rest of it. כשאני שומע את החדשות כמה שאיראן קרבה לפצצה אטומית וכל הסיפורים. My wife and I were praying on our porch one night. אני ואשתי התפללנו על המרפסת יום אחד. And I said, you have got to tell me. ואמרתי, אלוהים, אתה חייב לומר לי. I won't let you go until you tell me. אני לא אעזוב אותך עד שאתה תספר לי. Maybe I was being too loud because he didn't say anything. אני הייתי כל כך גבוה שלא שמעתי את קולו. But the next morning, אבל בבוקר הבא, there was a hush in my prayer room. היה שקט בחדר התפילה. And the word of the Lord came. ודבר אלוהים הגיע אליי. And when told her. ואני... You told her? I told her. He told me and I told her. And she said amen and that's three witnesses. The Holy Spirit's yellow. Okay, turn to Psalm 33. Psalm 33. Verse... פסוק eight שמונה. Well, look at verse six. בואו נביט בפסוק שש. Do you believe that? האם אתם מאמינים זאת? The Lord spoke the heavens into existence. His word is settled in heaven. Do you know how powerful his word is? So if he speaks to you and says, what are you doing here? Go and get Elisha. This, this is the God that spoke the heavens into creation. We have his word. Iran doesn't have his word. Hezbollah doesn't have his word. We have his word. We have his word to stand on in the storm. And look what it says, verse 8. Let all the earth fear the Lord and all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him, for he spoke and it was done He commanded and it stood fast. Look at verse 11. The council, the plans of God, they stand forever. He has plans for our nation. He has plans for Haifa. He has plans for Galilee. He has plans for... It's written, we have it written here. And it stands forever. And if you will stand on his word in the midst of the storm, you'll be safe. He says it's the plans of the thoughts of his heart to all, we just sang it, all generations. The plans of his heart to all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he has chosen as his inheritance. We're chosen. Now. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Our nation is not blessed the way it should be because most of our nation doesn't know the Lord. We're in a drought. Drought is judgment. We need to pray for righteous government that the Lord But he says here it will stand forever. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, Look at verse 10. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. Ten. Ten. He makes the plans of the peoples to no effect. This is the word of the Lord. This is the word the Lord gave me. 
when I was asking him for the words he will bring the council of the nations to nothing for nine months or more they're still doing it we're in the early morning prayer meetings of Beit Yedidia we prayed for the launching of the Hebrew language meeting which is now flourishing and we prayed for Iran over and over and over again day after day after day we prayed for revival and for revolution revival is coming there are thousands of, of uh, secret believers in Iran revolution almost erupted a few weeks ago the enemy the, the government is now killing all those people that protested and all their lawyers bashing their heads in and send their, sending their bodies back to their parents but listen, the Lord says this. His counsel for us stands forever. And he will bring the counsel of the nations to nothing. If he can find a praying people, if he can find a righteous remnant from Dan to Beersheba, who are crying out to him, who are getting a hold of him, who are spending time with him, he will speak the word. Look, the Soviet Union came down like that. Don't tell me Iran can't collapse. God can do it. He can do it without a nuclear war. We need to believe it. He can bring the counsel of those people to nothing. I believe it and that's the way I pray about it. Verse 16. No king is saved by the multitude of an army. Yes, pray for the army. But pray that the counsel of the Lord will stand in our government. The Lord is looking at his body. Israel is not the problem. The body is the problem. They don't, the people that don't know him, they don't know how to pray. We, we know how to pray. And we are at a moment where the Lord is saying, I'll show you, I'll bring the counsel of the nations to nothing. Don't you want to see it happen? I mean, how many of us prayed for years about the Soviet Union? It happened. That's why Vova's here. Hallelujah. And many of the rest of you here. God can bring down communism and he can bring down that government in Iran. Because he has a heart for the Iranian people to sweep them into the kingdom of God. Now, let's talk about us specifically. Turn to Micah chapter 7. It's not in there, but I, I want to go to Micah chapter 7. Micah 7. You always are surprised. <laughs> Hallelujah. Micah chapter 7. Standing in the midst of the coming storm. Okay, verse 14. Shepherd your people with your staff, the flock of your heritage who dwelt alone in the woodland, in the midst of Carmel, as in the days of eternity. We have a promise. Do you know this is for you? You live on Carmel? This isn't about London. London can borrow it, but they need to put it back because it's for us. It's a messianic prop that he will shepherd his people who dwell alone in the middle of Carmel. Now, I wasn't allowed to go to the women's meeting yesterday. 
אני לא הרשו לי ללכת לאספת הנשים אתמול. שמעתי איזה לחישה ממישהו על מה שקרה שם. But my wife gave me a full report. And what I was told was, Pam, your testimony was so honest and so powerful that people were just undone. I heard that ladies wept through the whole meeting. And then Denise came with her, some of her testimony. And then Luann, the teacher, came and gave the nine points of how you can uh, deal, deal with depression. You ladies, those of you that were there, This scripture was being fulfilled. The shepherd was shepherding his people in the midst of Carmel. Single moms. People that are going through terrible trials. The shepherd was there. In the midst of the storm. In the midst of your personal storm. This is the Lord. This is the word of God being fulfilled for our city. Not only that, he says, in verse 15, as in the days when you came out of the land of Egypt, I will show them wonders. He wants to show us signs and wonders. Now, isn't that wonderful? This is for us. In the midst of a storm. To stand on the word of God. He's watching over his word. He's performing it. One day there were no people here from the Soviet Union. Then I'm sitting on the porch at House of Victory looking at the port of Haifa and here they all came and some of you were on the boat. His word stands forever and he can bring the council of the nations to nothing if we believe it. If we preach it, if we pray it, if we prophesy it, if we proclaim it, if we persevere in it, he'll do it. He wants to do it. What a, what a responsibility we have. And a privilege. Ancient Jewish commentators for centuries wrote about Micah. One day the Messiah will shepherd his people on Carmel. And now it's us. We're privileged. For such a time as this. And whatever comes, we have life to bring to our people. We have the word. Now, he says here, shepherd your people with your staff. The shepherd wants to shepherd his people. Shepherds take care of their sheep. But he wants to shepherd his people. Now, I want to tell you something. Maybe two weeks or so ago, I was in a deep time with the Lord. And I felt I really need to worship him now. And I have some of my favorite worship things on an iPod. So I wanted to, to go and worship the Lord with a song called I Am Your Healer. But for some reason I pushed the wrong album and another album came And I realized this was the beginning and I was being drawn into the presence of God. But what is this? Then I realized it was the beginning of Karen CD Sar Shalom. Which I don't think I'd listened to in some years. So a song came on 
called I Will Answer You. Uh, it was written by a young lady named Joy who used to be part of the worship team uh, And she was a psalmist of the Lord. She got songs that have gone all over the world. But I was listening for that still small voice in the midst of storms of my own personal life. And this is what I heard. And I've heard that song a lot. I remember it was written right here during a, a prayer time. And this is the line that she sang. That my wife sang. This is the line. Uh, this is the Lord speaking. Uh, because this was a song of the Lord. Uh, you can sing about the Lord, you can sing to the Lord, but you can also sing with the Lord. You know? so the, Lord the Lord says in this song, more than your heart has cried to know me. I was crying to know him. I hope you do. Paul, as an old apostle in jail in Rome, still could write in the Ephesians and Philippians that I might know you. There's something very life-giving. Supernatural. To a man or woman. Who chases God. And says, I want to know you. I want to know you more than yesterday. I want to know you more than 10 minutes ago. I want to spend my life getting to know you. So, so this is one line that the Lord sings. So he's, Karen sang, more than your heart has cried to know me, the Lord answered this, I want to know you. Let me say it again. The Lord said to me through this song, I want to know you. Does the Lord know you? He knows every hair on your head. He knows every hair that used to be on your head. <laughs> he knew you before the foundation of the world. He knows you're going in and you're coming out. We know he knows everything about us. You can't hide from the Lord. You can't put a fig leaf on like Adam and try to hide from him. So when I heard this song, and the Lord was saying, I want to know you. It so cut me. I'd never really thought of it that much. And the Lord was saying, I want to know you. And of course, you know, you start to put, well, Lord, you do know me. And finally, I surrendered like Elijah did in the cave. And I said, Lord, do you know me? And he said, I want to know you much more. See, the word he used here, he wants to know me intimately. He doesn't want me to have any sealed rooms in my heart. No cheder atum. He wants to complete access to me. And he won't force his way in there. But when you really yield yourself and say, I do, I do want you to know me more. I've been doing it every day since I, this happened to me. I want to tell you, it's a life-changing word. If you will run after the Lord, if you will worship Him, if you will pray to Him, if you will read His word, if you will say, I want to know you more, and then say to Him, I give you access to come in and know me more. I want to be an Israelite 
like Nathanael in whom there was no guile. It means being transparent. It means being honest. Nothing hidden. No double life syndrome. That you seem to be one thing in public, but you're really something else. Nothing hidden. This is what the Lord is looking for. And that's when you hear his voice. That's when Elijah heard his voice. Go and get Elisha. That old man long for a son. The Lord gave him a son. Glory to God. He whispered to him, I have so much more for you. Turn to John chapter 10. John chapter 10. He will shepherd his people on Carmel. He will shepherd the people that want to know him and that want him to know them. John chapter 10, verse 14. This is Yeshua speaking. He said, I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and am known by my own. Yeshua is the shepherd who will shepherd his sheep on Carmel. And he says, I know them. I know them. These are the sheep that he really knows. Not that he knows about, but he knows them. He knows everything about everybody. But he wants a deep, intimate relationship with each one of us. And he says, I know my sheep and am known, I am known, he says, by my own. He says, I am really known by the sheep who are owned by me because I purchased them with my blood. Do you thank him? I've been thank. I mean, 20 years we've been here. I thank him. Sometimes we look at each other and go, how did this happen? We just thank him. But we need to be a thankful people. If you're owned by him, he purchased me and transformed me from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. I'm not mine, I'm his. And when we get to that place and say, come in, then he starts sharing the deepest things of his heart with us. And so many of us miss it. Look at John 10:27. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. My sheep the verb tense in the original language, my sheep are continually hearing my voice. That shoots a lot of theology down. Oh yeah, I committed my life to Yeshua somewhere. Never heard him since. He says, my sheep in habitual activity are hearing my voice. Those are his sheep. That's who he's really shepherding on Carmel in the last days. And there's going to be a massive revival and there's going to be thousands more. There's going to be an outpouring in the upper springs and the lower springs. At Beg Yedidia and at the Arab congregation. I'm telling you, there's going to be an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Because their foundations are right. 
היסוד שלהם נכון. אנשים באים לא רק מקבלים החלטות, אלא שומעים את קולו של ישוע. צוני שומעות את קולי. ואני מכיר אותן. הצאן שלו. הוא מכיר אותך. עמוק בתוך הנפש האינטימית שלך. אתה לא רוצה שישוע יגיד אני לא מכיר אותך. צוני שומעות את קולי. אני מכיר אותן. הן הולכות אחריי בהתמדה. הם מתהלכים עם ישוע. הם מצייתים לו. הרועה מטפל בהם. הרועה אומר להם בואו נפנה בדרך הזאת. ואז הם לא מקשיבים לו, הם עקשנים. אבל אלה הולכים עם הרועה. אל מקום המבטחים, מקום הביטחון. אלה האנשים שיש להם חיי עולם. הם בטוחים עם האדון. הם במקום המסתור. כי בהתמדה שומעים את קולו. אתם חייבים לשמוע את קולו כל הזמן. אני אוהב שקרן נכנסת אל חדר התפילה ואומרת שאתה ואתה חייב לשמוע זאת ואני יודע שהיא שמעה ישר מהאדון חייבים לחיות כך שרוח הקודש כשאנחנו משתיקים את נפשנו אנחנו כל כך צמאים להיות במקום השקט שאנחנו נוסעים אליו זה מקום בקנדה שדרך כלל זה שקט. אתם יודעים מה אנחנו אנחנו נשמע את קולו של ישוע. אנחנו נשמע את קולו. אנחנו רוצים התחברות איתו. אני יודע שאני אגיד לו, אדון, אני רוצה שתכיר אותי טוב יותר. ושם בא השינוי. אני מעודד אתכם. אני מעודד אתכם. בואו אל המקום הזה, וכשאתם נפגשים עמו, תשפכו. אליהו היו לו הרבה בעיות שהיה צריך להוציא ולשפוך. והוא אמר לאלוהים, אנחנו אמורים להרוס את מזבחי הבעל והם הרסו את מזבחותיך, אדון. הפסק לדאוג בקשר לאחרים, דבר איתו על עצמך. הללויה. אני רוצה לשאול אתכם, האם הוא מכיר אתכם? זו שאלה רצינית. בואו נפנה אל מתי כ"ה 25. מתי 25. היו עשר בתולות או אלמות. היו להם מנורות שהיו צריכים להדליק, היה להם שמן, שמן מייצג את רוח הקודש, ואלה היו אלמות שחיכו לחתן, חיכו למשיח. waiting for the Lord, loving to be with the Lord. But the Messiah didn't come right away. And so they all fell asleep. These ten virgins who had oil in their lamps. And then the cry about the bridegroom came. Verse 6. At, at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. פסוק 6 כתוב שבאמצע הלילה, בחצות הלילה נשמעה קריאה, הנה החתן צנע לקראתו. כולם הדליקו את המנורות. הדליקו את המנורות. והתחילו להתקדם כדי לפגוש את החתן. תארו לעצמכם ללכת לחפלה למסיבה של החתן. חמש היו טיפשות וחמש היו חכמות. החמש טיפשות 
Brother and sister, you don't want your lamp to go out. It's dark out there. You won't know where you're going. You won't hear the voice of the bridegroom. Their lamp started going out. And look what happened. Verse 10, while the five foolish went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding. And the door was shut. The door was shut. Verse 11, Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But I answered, but he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Terrible words. They had the oil. They had some light. They lost it. The others went in. They're at the feast. They're in eternity with the bridegroom. And the others, virgins, had oil. It all went out. They knocked on the door. And the Lord said, I don't know you. Oh, brothers and sisters, this puts the fear of God in me. Now is the time to get to know Him and ask Him to know you more. And if you'll do that, if that will be your lifestyle, you'll grow in the things of God. Yes, there will be storms, but you will be standing, you will have life, you will have light, you will know that you know that you know that you are with Him forever. You won't have to worry about a door God wants to know you more. Let's pray. Lord, I don't want anyone in the sound of my voice to hear those terrible words. I don't know you. Oh God. Oh Elohim. Speak to us. Speak to us, Lord. This is the time to get ready. This is the time to stand in the middle of our storms. This is the time. When the bigger storms come, we will know you and you will know us. We will be locked into that secret place. When the rocks fly in our life, we'll be in the cave with you. Wrapped in your glory. Wrapped in eternal security. Lord, this is what we need. Hallelujah. There's another word the Lord gave me. My vitality has been drained out of me by the droughts of summer. Some of you, the enemy has been draining you in this hot weather. There's a spiritual drought that's come in. It's difficult for you to hear his voice. This is the moment 
This is the day that the shepherd is saying that the bridegroom is saying come to me all you who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. If your spiritual vitality has been kind of seeping out the Lord wants you to come to him this morning and say I need more I don't want to run out of oil I'm coming to you for more oil now God there are no accidents in God you're in this meeting because God brought you here. That's why he brought you here. To experience the presence of him. And to hear his word. And he always, always, always is inviting people to come to him. Yeshua. The way, the truth, and the life. Now, maybe you say, well, how can I ask him to know me? When, when I'm not sure I know him. Well, he wants to reveal himself to you. So if you don't know him, you're, you're not even sure. I'm going to ask you to do something courageous. Don't hide. Just come to him. It's very simple. So you can get out of your seat. You can come right here. And you can meet him. So if the Holy Spirit is saying that to you, if you hear a little, feel a little tug on your heart, come and meet him so that you can know him. He'll give you a new heart and put his spirit in If the Lord is speaking that to you, I'm going to give you a couple minutes to just come up here. He's our loving shepherd. If you're a visitor, that's fine. If you're part of the community here, that's fine. We're all one, one big family here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just come. We need some to come up here and help in prayer. Scott, come. Prayer team, come. Julie, can you pray for some of these ladies? Colin, Helen, come on and pray. Just come all the way up. Make room. Come up as far as you can. He wants to know you. He wants you to know him. Isn't that wonderful? The creator of the universe said, I want you to know me. And he wants to know you. Can we have some other women come and pray? Can you pray for some of these ladies? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Lord, you came to set the captives free. We ask you to do it. Watch over your word and perform it. You give your heart to the Lord. You say, Lord, I want to know you. I really want to know you. I want to know your voice. I want my heart to beat with your heart. I want you to set me free. These sins keep coming. You said you came to set me free. Lord, set me free. Set me free. You tell the Lord, ask him to set you free. Set you free from other voices. That you will only hear the voice of the shepherd. His sheep don't hear the voice of strangers. They hear his voice. And he's saying, come to me. And I will fill you with joy. Unspeakable. Full of joy. Hallelujah.
I ask you, Lord, to know me more. Open your heart to the Lord. Lord, Lord, I want you to know me. I open the door of my heart. Come in. I know you're knocking at the door of my heart. Come, Lord. Lord, help us walk as a people who want to know you and who want to be known by you. Hallelujah.